The Big Fella Podcast. Talking everything NFL. Hi, I'm Baldy, and I've been following football for over 40 years. And I'm the big fella, and I'm a newbie to the sport. Each week, we'll be talking football, and as you'd expect, I know quite a lot. And I know f*** all. So subscribe, rate, and review to help spread the love. Thanks for finding Baldy and the big fella. So, um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending where, of course, you are, it is... uh, uh, the big fella from Baldy and the big fella, and uh, it's nice, it's nice to be back uh, in in the comforts of the studio, uh, my my Baldy friend, isn't it? It's very very good to be back, sir. <laughs> it's always nice to be around uh, big fellas towers. If that's, if that's what you call it, <laughs> big fellas towers. It wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't a showbiz lifestyle that was uh, by, by any stretch last week, by the way. But we're here, uh, and it's great to be here. Uh, I've, as always, if you want to get in touch, uh, you can do. It is Baldy and TBF, and that is across your Twitter uh, or, or X, formerly Twitter, whatever you want to call it, whatever tickles your fancy. Uh, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, and if you want to email us, it is Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com. So, hey, listen, we've got uh, quite a few things to get through tonight, haven't we? I'm full to burst and fellow with stuff to talk about. <laughs> lots and lots to talk about. So do you know what, shall we? Let's do it. One, two, Week on Baldy and the Big Fella. She's loving hearing all about mince pies. If she's yeah. that far behind. She's got a backlog on the planet. <laughs> Raiders! Journey, don't stop believing. That was the anthem of my youth. Well, all I can tell you is when I used to go on the dance floor to dance to Journey, you were on your everybody own. Everybody else was off. Hi, I'm Maurice Jones Drew, and you're listening to the Big Fella. Hi, we're the Roar, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi, Baldy and the Big Fella. So, as always, a lot to get through this week on Baldy and the Big Fella. And you know what? It's uh, it's number 18, isn't it? Good grief. 18? 18, yeah. 18. That, that's that's like, where we are currently. That's nearly five months. It's as if... It's as if... Uh, we've watched this little baby kind of grow up, and now it's into adulthood. There you go. That is Baldy and the big fella, right? So let's get straight on with it. It's um, what we well, you're in control tonight. So what are we talking about first? Okay, fella. Well, we've had a bit of feedback from a few of our listeners. Oh, okay, fair enough. He's a new one for you. So yeah, Sarah yeah. from Oldham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said she's loving hearing all about mince pies. <laughs> When did we just talk Episode about Mince Pie? Episode 10? I was going to say, yeah, good grief, she's yeah. that far behind. She's got a backlog on a planner. <laughs> but didn't, didn't uh, was she, no, she, oh no, 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 it wasn't, she wasn't the one who was going out walking, was she? No, no, Sarah, Sarah's no, she basically, she said to me, she's listening to this instead of doing her work, oh. <laughs> and it's much more entertaining. So if she gets bulleted from a job, then it's our fault. Well, perhaps, but yeah. anyway, that, it was nice though that she yeah, she's come that. back and saying she likes the mince pie talk. Yeah, so very that'll good. come back again one day. Just think, by the time she's caught up, we'll be talking about Easter eggs. I did say that. I, <laughs> did said, you? I said, I said, I'll give you a shout out tonight on the show. You'll probably hear it in March. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, go and get go and get yourself some nice Easter eggs. There you go. There you go. And then we've had some more feedback from our friend Tracy. Oh, you know Tracy. Tr- you yes, Tracy. Yes, Tracy. Well, you know, the last thing you said is yeah. you said you'd like to see Tracy in teal. In teal, yes. And she said teal would be her colour. I think She's so. just bought a holiday rucksack in teal, would you believe? Um, and it fits under the seat for free of a, of a, of a you know, her aeroplane seat. <laughs> and she said, wouldn't it be great if she went to London this year for her first game and met up with me and you? Absolutely. So it's almost like it's a date, that fella. Uh, do you think so? Yeah. Oh, I, can't I think it is. We're looking forward to it. But she spoiled it at the end of a text, and oh, what she said. Go on. She said, oh, hang on, who wears teal again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a swear button on this, but if I did, you would get it. You really would. Uh, but no, fair enough then. But um, yeah, so we, that's that's a date then. We'll, we'll look out for Tracy. Yep, I think we'll definitely get her there, either either in a Jag shirt or if the Bears if the Bears do, you know, kind of take a fancy, she can always go mm. with a Bears shirt on if that's what she really wants to do. But yeah. we shall see. We shall yeah. see. Okay. Yeah, so is that our feedback? That's our feedback, okay, fella. Okay, then. It's so, all positive. Oh, as always, and again, please do we welcome every bit of feedback that you want to send us. It doesn't. Listen, put it this way if it's positive, we'll read it out. If it's negative, we won't read it out. There you go. We'll just press the delete button. There, see, see. <laughs> just giving you a fair warning. So make sure you get in touch, Baldy and TBF, and that's across your socials. I told you, told you at the very beginning. Uh, but if you want to email us, you can. It is, uh, of course, Baldy and TBF at outlook.com. 
Com. Right. Um, so what are we look? What are we talking about now? Well, the next bit of news. This is something that took my fancy. Obviously, you've been a bit musical in your yes. other world. Yeah, my other world. Yeah. Um, I read a superb little story about this <clears throat> indie indie band from yep. the, from Britain yep. from Redditch. Yeah. A band called Gathering of Strangers. Oh yeah. Never heard of them before. Apparently, they've they've, they've only got a couple of hundred thousand downloads on Spotify. Dear me. But they wrote this song um, called Red and Gold. Yeah. And uh, the dad of the of the of one of the band members said, "Why don't you send it into the San Francisco 49ers because they play in red and gold? You never know; they might play it. Yeah. Would you believe they play it before every single game now? Really? Seventy thousand people. Well, do you think we could break all podcast rules and have a few seconds of it? Shall go we on, do? Let's go on, on the near then. Here we go. Let's have a go. See if we can, let's see if we can find it. Then shall we? Here we go. Oh, here you go. Now it's it is it is frowned upon, you know, in the world of podcasts to be playing music. But there you go. It's it is a good song. So it's called um, Dancing in. So it's called Red and Gold, isn't it? And it's by Gathering of Strangers. It is. Yes. Yeah. So, so, really, so here's the question then. So the dad, surely, if he thought we'll send it to the Forty um, Niners, then surely. He must be a fan himself of, of of NFL. I think one of the band is a fan. I think one of the fan. I think it might be. The, I might be getting this wrong, but I have a feeling the drummer is an NFL fan, and they'd gone to work. They're all. They've all got day jobs. Yeah. They've all got a normal life, and they'd gone to work. And there was a few NFL fans there as well, and apparently they had a discussion about it. And in the end, I don't know how it came about, but then the dad said, "I'd oh, send it in." And anyway, I mean, imagine that though. 49ers, almost like taking that as their song. Yeah. I mean, it could it could be it could be the making of this band in the future. You never know; they might get a gig at the home ground, mightn't yeah. they? Well, we'll come on to something about that oh, a little bit later. Teaser for you there, fella. There you go. Listen up. Just let's have another two, couple of seconds. Yeah, I like that. That is good. And uh, you said, didn't you, that it had a bit of U2 about it? There's a bit of U2. There's a bit of <coughs> cutting crew for me. You know I'm a big cutting, cutting crew fan. Cr- I know you like the cutting crew. That's right. Yeah, sure, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's, a, there's quite a lot of influence in there. But, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's a nice song. You know, the, apparently the two are in later on this year. Yep. And I've decided wherever they're going to be at, if they're anywhere, well, if they're anywhere where I can get to it, I yep. think I'd uh, pop along maybe 49 is sure. So definitely, definitely a band uh, to look out for. There you go. That's uh, Gathering of Strangers uh, and Red and Gold. And this is me kind of going into DJ mode. Uh, and it's uh, played at every home game at the uh, 49ers, which is great. There you go. And uh, you know what? we? I think we should, um, I think we should try and uh, get all of them. That'd be quite good, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be good if we could get them on the pod like during the during the off season? That would be good. They yeah. might even do as a live performance. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? I think that I think they'd fall over all the ironing that's in this room. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we haven't talked about um, playoffs yet, so we're going to come to the old playoffs. We? We're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. We mustn't forget we, that. We, that is like our little like that's our little toy. We've had a few people who say they lovely. They love hearing a bit of. Playoffs, bit of the old playoffs. You know, on <laughs> DAZN or whatever you call it, that's actually they, they use that as an advert. Really? Yeah, it's used on, um, or it might be on the NFL Network. I've seen it, and it's for. I'm sure it is for. Um, now it's for a betting company, I think. Really? And they've actually yeah. got him on there now as he is. Oh, and he really? Men- and he mentioned playoffs yeah, in that way, so it's very, very good. I'll, I'll try and dig it out for you, but yeah, it's good. It is good. Nice one, nice one. So coaching hires. Yes. We, oh, well, so we had two, four, six. We have eight vacancies, and still, as of today, well, what are we, Wednesday, the Wednesday. 31st of January, yeah, yeah. there are still two vacancies that haven't been filled. But, here we, so here we go, I'll give you a summary. Your favourite um, surname, Jared Mayo at New England Patriots, yeah, yeah. yeah? we know you're not supporting them anytime yeah, soon. Yeah. Antonio Pierce at the My Raiders, um, in his press conference, decided to stand up and go, Raiders! So very professional from our new head coach. Um, Tennessee have got Brian Callahan, the former offensive coordinator of Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. So finally, the, the Jeff's Los Angeles Chargers has finally got Jim Harbaugh, the brother of John Harbaugh, the Baltimore Ravens coach. Mm, yep. um, so he's now there. Carolina have got a guy called Dave Canales, who's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth one, Atlanta Falcons have not gone with Bill Belichick, despite you interviewing him last week. I thought he did a very good job last week. I mean, six Super Bowls, that should get you somewhere, <laughs> shouldn't it, fella? <laughs> yeah. Well, they've gone with Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator of the LA Rams, who has been a head coach before at the Bucks and had a really bad time of it. But 
by all accounts. So, so the rumour I heard, I think I mentioned it last week, and I've got a bit more of a rumour to add to it. So Arthur Blank, the guy who you were doing his yeah. voice. Yeah, um, And yeah. You, weren't, you weren't far off. I've listened to him since. Oh, OK, he, fair he enough. He wasn't far off. Yeah. So Arthur really, really wanted him, and the rest of his backroom crew didn't. Yeah. And the reason I think why is Belichick likes to bring his own people in. Right. And okay. I think it would have been the end of all their uh, jobs by the sounds of it. Yeah, but if he's... This Arthur uh, guy is the Arthur owner, Blank, yeah? yeah. Yeah, so he's the owner, so surely he's got to act in the best interests of the club, surely, or the well, franchise well, is the goal. So it's my team, you know. I'll make the call. Yeah, it's my team. Up your jumper. I will bring whoever I want in. Yeah, well, anyway, it's Raheem sausages. Morris, so there you go. So there's two left, right. Washington Commanders. Yeah. And the Seattle Seahawks, so it's anyone's guess, but the the call is that they don't think Belichick's going to get a gig. So right, okay, which is a, which would be amazing. But, um, but so all right, okay. Here's another question for you then. So when do they usually have the next changeover? Because in the UK, in soccer, the football transfer window closes in the summer, then the season starts, and then usually they say, don't they, that international break or 10 games in, or even in the prior to the January window, that's when managers tend to use, lose the sack, yeah, lose the jobs and they get the sack. Mm. So how does it work in NFL? Well, so I think this will be, there'll be, I don't think there'll be any more firings now. Right, okay. right? Unless one of the Super Bowl coaches has such a bad experience that they suddenly think they'll get rid of him. But I doubt, that's probably not going to happen, right? Okay. I mean, it's, it's Andy, well, we, we, spoiler alert, I'm not going to say it yet, we'll come on to that in a minute. But, um, I think next season, after about the first five or six games, you know what it's like, if you have a bad start, yeah. that'll be the next firings if there's going to be any but okay. uh, but well. yeah I mean eight's about right about average they always normally say about 25% turnover yeah um, there's 32 teams 25% of 32 is eight so perfect maths for you good work so the final thing on this segment is um, the Pro <clears throat> Bowl yep. so they obviously announced a couple of weeks ago all the Pro Bowl um, people who were going to play Pro Bowl this year is a skills competition, so yeah. most accurate throw, who can lift the most, who can run the fastest, yeah. and then there's a flag football game so they don't get injured. Yeah. So obviously the two teams have got to the Super Bowl who we're going to come on to, their players aren't going to go at the Pro Bowl because they're playing in the Super Bowl the following week. Yeah, which so makes sense, So they've it? brought in some backups. And would you believe this man as backup quarterback coming in to play in his first Pro Bowl Gardner Minshew, the man with the tash, used to be the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, now Indianapolis Colts. What do you think of that, fella? I think it's great, to be fair. But do you know what? Isn't it weird that um, it's... Is the Pro Bowl kind of looked upon as... I'm sorry about this, but I'm, I've kind of got to liken everything to soccer. But is is the Pro Bowl kind of like the the charity shield? Yeah, it is. It is, and the that we have in the look. UK, and it's the soccer. Basically, just to give you um, uh, the, the back of the the backstory of the champion, uh, sorry, the charity shield. The charity shield is something that's at the very beginning of the the soccer season in the UK, and it's usually between the winners of the FA Cup and the winners of the league. Obviously, if the if the team that wins the league wins the double, then uh, I imagine it's probably the team that either finishes second or uh, the runner-up of the FA Cup, and that forms the charity shield, which is on at the beginning of the season. So the Pro Bowl is pr- probably yeah. the equivalent of that, yeah? Yeah, and um, already some players are starting to cry off. Max Crosby's got a cough. So, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I can't make it, even though it's in Vegas, which is his, obviously yeah. his team's hometown. Uh, yeah, Crosby's cried off. Uh, check this out, though. So they always name the the best players at each position on on both the AFC and the NFC, and then mm. they name all the all the backups who so yeah. are going to come in. The 49ers had twenty one players named. Really? Yeah. Most most the most the <clears> most <throat> players named for any one team was the 49ers. So why do they do the Pro Bowl then? It's, it, a, I mean, it's a money-making thing. It's something it's some to fill in the week between right, okay. what we've just had, the championship games and the Super Bowl. It's something to do, really. But generally, it's not a great spectacle yeah. to watch, really. And is that purely and simply to give the players an extra week off? Because if none of them players featuring in the Super Bowl form part of the Pro Bowl, then... Technically, that we don't want this, but they could play the Super Bowl the week after and get the season over quicker. So they, they used to do. So what they used to do is they used to play the championship games, which is the Super Bowl semi-final. They used to play the Super Bowl the following week, and then they used to play the Pro Bowl the week after. Right. Okay. So then the Super Bowl players could play in it, but but then they decided no, we need two weeks between championship and Super Bowl. So they they did it the other way around. They flipped it over. Right. But, um, yeah. For me, I, I rarely watch it. I mean, I watched last year's because it was flag football for the first time. But yeah. Generally, it's not a great. It's not a great 
viewing but if this, experience. But if this year it's about skills, maybe, I don't know. Like, obviously, we've watched the ice hockey one where the, the fastest skater, yeah, they're yeah. weaving and out. Even the basketball one where they do the dunks and all that. Yeah, and the three so, points. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so maybe this would probably, they maybe want to bring it more... I don't know. Watch your friendly. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll watch the skills for sure. The skills competition really shows some, you know, some of the quarter. <clears throat> like the fastest man's always good. I mean, there's obviously a lot of wide receivers and defensive yeah. backs who all think they're a little bit quick. So seeing them all lined up in a, I don't know, if it's a sixty-yard dash or something, but it's always quite interesting <clears throat> to see who is the fastest man in the NFL. But uh, yeah, there you go, man. So, so have we actually? Are you going to be watching it or not? I'm going to watch the skills. I don't know when I'm going to watch the flag football. Baldy and the Big Fella talking everything NFL. Uh, it is Baldy and the Big Fella. Welcome along. It's great to have you with us. If you do want to get in touch, then please do so. Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com is the email address. And of course, if you do want to uh, contact us via social media, like whatever we do, we are getting a bit better. You know, we are trying to. Re- kind of make uh, do posts about topics we just do you know what it is we're stuck in our ways and we're not very good at it but we're learning we're learning uh, and you can do that via um, your, your ex formerly twitter your instagram and your facebook it is baldy and tbf and i feel in my water it churning up we are about to talk about playoffs <laughs> we are <laughs> but okay. you know what just going back to what you said there fella we could do with a, somebody out there who's a bit of a social media expert yeah. to be our social media person obviously it's a, an, un, an unpaid job because <laughs> there's no money in this they game can ha- they can have double what we earn there you go <laughs> <laughs> but there you go yes so yeah let's come on to the let's come on to the two playoff games okay, that we watched on the on weekend yep, yep, well yep. first of all I need to know what you saw and what you thought the first game was Kansas City at the Baltimore Ravens. Were you, were you in on that one? Fella? Yeah, I, I think with that one, I thought that. Um, I mean, the the, the, the certain t- parts of the game that I picked up on, I thought the uh, the the first Baltimore, the touchdown for Baltimore, I thought was a great bit of play. I really thought that was excellent. Um, I also, I, I'd like to talk to you about reset the pocket because that was something that seemed to happen. Now I imagine, I know when we've when we've talked. Uh, about the pocket, you've always said yeah. about it's the, it's the quarterback, and that's like you know. But but resetting the pocket was something that they used during that game. Yeah. And and is that a case of right? The quarterback's got the ball, and he's he's weaved out of one potential sack. He's gone round another, weaved out another one, and he's kind of resetting himself to then throw the ball. Probably. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't pick up on the exact context that you get from that. But normally, the, the quarterback. Quite a lot of quarterbacks just play in the pocket. That's yeah. their that's their job. They'll don't move out of it. Yeah. Some of the weekend's quarterbacks were much more elusive and they come out of the pocket. Yeah. Um, as to reset, it could be what he did is within the pocket, the pockets collapsed. He maybe me maybe pushed himself up a little bit yeah. and then he reset his feet and then threw that, the ball, yeah. possibly. I mean that that could be yeah. I thought one thing I thought was really quite funny as well is when uh, Jackson caught his own catch when he you know yeah, he yeah. threw that caught deflection and he um he caught his own catch. Uh, no, I think what I would say is great defence by the Chiefs. You know well, I mean you could say both teams because it was yeah. in the second half, Kansas City did not score a point. I just I thought I mean what would you how would you sum up Jackson's before? Because he, he had some brilliant throws, but then he got he got caught out a couple of times yeah, as well, yeah. didn't he? Um you know what, Jackson was was elusive. But he never ever went on a, well, any of his really long runs, or he didn't go on a lot of his long runs. And I think for me, <clears throat> Jackson is defined by being this elusive quarterback yeah. who goes running down the field for 30, 40 yards every now and again. Yeah. And he and, and Kansas City stopped him doing that. So um so yeah, and, and and the other thing is Baltimore, they normally have got a really good run game. And that is, if anything, possibly one of Kansas City's weaknesses. They didn't run the ball enough. They they, they relied on Jackson to to throw the ball a lot. And yeah. and Jackson probably his weakness is actually the long throws. So we can come on to that anyway when we get into a little bit about what went on. I mean, look, some amazing catches. I mean, the Travis Kelsey catch, um, absolute. So well, he, he made about three or four. Yeah. Kelsey is now back on form. The, and yeah, and it's got nothing at all to do with him um, dating a, a, a really successful singer who was there to watch him. We all step it up. Just don't we? we step it up. It's like when you're a kid and your parents come and watch you play football. You have a blinder because you step it up, and uh, he's no exception. But I'll tell you what I will say as well. The way that the power of of their player running through there, we've just seen um, the, the clip of it there, haven't we? We just watched the clip. Just runs through a huge unit. Huge yeah, unit. Yeah, yeah. That was Pacheco, yeah. Pacheco, yeah. yeah. But that's, I mean, it's similar similar story in the next game that we're going to talk about as well. Um, and we'll come on to that, but no. I, yeah. Do you know what? I think. Look, we we wanted the 
Ravens to win. Of yeah, course I we did. The, I wanted the Ravens in. Um, wasn't to be. And yeah, I think we kind of know where we are in the final, don't we? But there you go. What's your assessment? Come on so, then. Let me sit back, get me slippers on, light me pipe and, and, and hear about what you've got well, to well, say you know, about fella, the game. Fella can, so the one thing Mahomes has never done is won <clears> on the road in the playoffs. He's never had to. He's always had home field advantage. Yeah. Um, so it was actually something that, it was something interesting to see as to whether Mahomes could do it. Um I don't know whether you saw this. Did you watch anything before the game? No. So Tucker, Mary Kate's favourite kicker, yeah. he was warming up down their end. And he was Aye. putting his he was putting his, his 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 ball holder down on the floor. Yeah. And Kelsey and Mahomes were booting it away. <laughs> and they started having a bit of a Did back they? and forth, oh, yeah. Right, okay. And I, I thought Tucker was a like more of a mild mannered fella. But you know, Tucker was giving it back to Kelsey. At one point I thought it was gonna break out when it was a bit of a you know Mary Kate Mary Kate's she likes the likes the rough and tumble, eh? Is that what it is? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean it was a great game. Um it started off looking like it was gonna be a bit of a offensive battle but after the first quarter it became what I would call a defensive masterclass if you ever want a lesson in the future when you get really really into the game and the tactics the defence that was played in this game was absolutely phenomenal by both teams but if you go go back to the start Baltimore started off with the ball they had three and out Chiefs got the ball went straight up the other end um Seven consecutive times in the in the in the in the playoffs, the Chiefs have scored on their first drive. They ended up with a fourth and two at the Baltimore forty-one. Uh, Kelsey got a first down. Kansas City then went got a first and ten at the nineteen. Mahomes to Kelsey for a touchdown. A beautiful, beautiful touchdown it was as well. I mean, Kelsey was being covered by Kyle Hamilton, who's obviously you know he's he's, he's one of my men, and uh, Hamilton couldn't have covered him any better. And the and the ball just slots into. In, into Kelsey's belly and yeah. uh, absolutely beautiful touchdown it was um, so so that was 7-0 Kansas City Jackson was a little bit elusive he was he was running around he, he then throws a 31 yard touchdown pass to Zay Flowers now we'll come back to Zay Flowers he's a rookie mm-hmm. um, obviously he made some really really good plays but and, th- and that particular throw for the touchdown it was in, the ball was in the air for 41 yards going absolutely perfect um, into 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 flowers. I'm just trying. We, we've, we're watching it on the video screen while we're talking about. It. He, he's the he's the pass here. Look at that. 41 yards, perfect into Zay Flowers. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Beautiful catch. Beautiful catch and yeah. a beautiful pass. Yeah. yeah. Then so Tony Romo was commentating. He's the ex Dallas quarterback. And do you know what he said? He said, "What's outstanding about the Ravens' defense is they don't miss tackles." What were me and you talking about last week on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think Tony Romo listens to I us? I think he does. I think he's a cheeky little sausage. I would wear a Tony Romo shirt if he was one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this was 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, Mahomes at this point is 10 for 10 on pass attempts, so he hasn't missed a pass attempt. He gets his 11 for 11, which um, which is the longest streak since one of my old quarterbacks, Rich Gannon, the guy who played for the Raiders, uh, he set that streak in 2002. So he's 11 for 11. Kansas City, second and goal. Pacheco, he just runs in here from the on second and goal with a beautiful touchdown yeah, really for a two-yard really run. Yeah. And on that drive, Mahomes to Kelsey was five for five. So the, Mahomes and Kelsey are basically playing out of his skill. Uh, out of his skin, sorry. Um, then we get Lamar Jackson. He gets hit and he fumbles the ball. Um, it's recovered by Kansas City, Carl Loftus. So basically, yeah, can, just, yeah, just seen that now as well. Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kelsey then breaks another one of my heroes, Jerry Rice. He breaks his record for the most catches in the post postseason. So, but then Kansas City is stopped on a fourth and one. This is where the defense starts. So Kansas City are leading fourteen seven. The game finishes seventeen ten. Um, you could just see the way that they, as soon as that, they just were straight on it. They were just straight at it. The yeah. word the Chiefs. They don't. They don't mess around. But then we get a beautiful piece of play. You get Jackson throwing a ball, and it actually it bounces off somebody. Is it? I don't know. Is it his helmet or is it his head? It's like it's, it's, it gets tipped yeah, up. Yeah, at yeah, it, it does, and then right, Jackson yeah. catches it and runs for another fifteen yards, which is a it was a really it was a really really good play, really. Um, Carl Hamilton was an absolute stud. He's tackling people all over. Apparently in the game he had 11 tackles mm. um, and for someone who was a safety. But as I say, the, mm. a lot of people watched him and said, saw him, saw him commit the... Uh, saw Kelsey go in for that touchdown and probably think he's not a good safety on the back of it, but he was playing out of his skin. I'll tell you what, what did happen, though. There's a couple of things happened towards the end of the second quarter and in the third. And what that is is... Um, 
the Ravens start committing quite a lot of personal fouls, a lot of stupid penalties. So if you, first of all, you get Carl Van Noy. He headbutted a Kansas City player, um, and and the the crowd were going crazy and started shouting refs, shouting at the refs with some expletive language. TV turned the sound down when they were doing it. I mean, we're watching a violent game here. Can't we hear the yeah. you know crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was that was a bit crazy. A bit later on. Um, there was also a personal foul on Chris Jones for roughing the passer uh, on 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 Mahomes. For he, did, he literally clotheslines um, Mahomes. Um, anyway, inside the two minutes, there is um, with eight seconds left. Harrison Butker of the Kansas City Chiefs gets a fifty-two yard field goal. So at half time, it's seventeen-seven. And, and I mean, like I say, like I said at the start, I was expecting from the from the first quarter we were going to get a bit of an offensive game, but it completely turns into a defensive uh, masterclass from the second quarter onwards. So I was listening to the um, the, the, the talking heads at halftime, having a chat about the game, and what I heard in the Baltimore stadium is Baltimore were playing "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey in the stadium. Yeah. So I thought the fans were probably like thinking, "Well, it's only it's only seventeen seven. Yeah, we'll come on to." journey and don't stop believing a little bit later on there's another teaser for you fella so they come out in the second half Kansas City get the ball three and out so Baltimore great defence it starts raining in Baltimore again I mean this must be the third or fourth week we've watched a game of Baltimore it's been raining it's definitely Teesside weather um, if Jeff and Mary Kate ever come over to the northeast, you will get Baltimore weather where we live Absolutely, I guarantee you you will you will um, but I think the problem with Baltimore is I think I said to you before we went on air so a lot of this season they've been a really really good running team and even though they were only 10 points behind, they seem to come out and they're, they're just throwing all the time. And now, like whilst Lamar is not a bad thrower, he absolutely is not his, is not his total strength. His strength is run the ball um, with, with your running backs, run the ball with Lamar, with his elusiveness, and if you need to, check down with your receivers and throw the easy pass. I mean, I've wrote on my notes here, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid, that's what it means. And it was basically Lamar, all he needs to do is check down or run. And he just wasn't. He just wasn't doing it. Both teams were blitzing quite a lot to try and get to the quarterback. Lamar was getting sacked, um, but um, I don't know. It just, it just really, really should have been a lot easier for the Ravens. I actually think Ravens, on the whole of it, probably were the slightly better team over the whole of the game. But they got mugged by Kansas City in the first in the first ten, fifteen minutes really of the game. Yeah, yeah, got themselves agree. behind. And try to play catch up when really they all they had to do was just play the game they've been playing all season, and I'm sure they would have got back into it. Anyway, it gets into the fourth quarter. Um, there's a second and eight from the nine. Lamar flows to Flowers. Flowers is going in for a touchdown. This is Zay Flowers, that rookie. He's going in for a touchdown, and would you believe? Um, he, I'm just trying to find it on here. I think it's just coming. It's just coming up on our screen here. So, um, so yeah, Zay Flowers is going in to score a touchdown, which would have made it. 17 to 14, and uh, Lajarius Sneed, he actually comes in from behind him, and just as he's going in, he um, he knocks it he knocks it out. I think this is the this could be the oh no this is the play before this is interesting. So Flowers gets a catch in the play before, and he he taunts Sneed. He stands over him, yeah, spins the ball, yeah. gets a 15 yard penalty. <clears> so <throat> the football gods, what comes around goes around. The same two players, Lajarius Sneed, Flowers. He's just going in for a touchdown, and would you believe Sneed gets his hand in and yeah. knocks it out. Yeah. And there's so he, he basically got his own back on him. Lajarius Sneed is one of these defensive backs who is an absolute unsung hero for the Kansas City Chiefs he's really really good Odell Beckham Jr was playing on the other side barely got a sniff the whole game didn't do an awful lot got a couple of um, a, a couple of receptions late in the game Tucker came in got a seven, got, got a field goal 17-10 Bal Baltimore kicked off to Kansas City um, Baltimore, uh, so Kansas City had the ball Baltimore immediately commit a penalty with too many men on the field. I mean, at that time of the game, it's like down to the last two minutes. You shouldn't be committing penalties like that. So at this stage, they then commit a, a deliberate penalty because on when, when, when it was second goal and five yards, they were probably going to get them five yards easily and Baltimore only had their three timeouts. So they actually committed a deliberate offside where the Baltimore defensive lineman runs into the Kansas City Chiefs before the ball snapped. Unfortunately, he hit him so hard, they also give him a personal foul, 15-yard penalty, which moved the ball further up the field. And then basically, um, Kansas City just ran out the game uh, with a beautiful... Um, <clears throat> 
pass to Val- Valdez Scanlon, who's, who's been known for dropping passes all season. And, um, you know, he actually he caught one last week, a really important one last week, and he caught one this week right at the end. For me, it was an absolute classic of a game from a purist point of view. It wouldn't be the game to maybe teach your son to enjoy American yeah. football. Yeah, there, was yeah. on, there was only three touchdowns. But from a defensive point of view, both teams played superb defence. Baldy and the big fella talking everything NFL. So it is uh, Baldy and the big fella. We've already discussed one game in there. Playoffs! And uh, now it's time to uh, speak about or chat about the second game in there. Playoffs! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, I'm, I'm, I would imagine uh, it would make more sense for me to do my bit first. Go for it, fella. What I would, listen, what I would say is I was very surprised at the start of this game. I was, I could not believe it. Um, I thought the, the play from the for the first touchdown by the Black Lions was great. Uh, the false layoff and then obviously pass to Williams for the, for a great run. I thought that was yeah. excellent. But what surprised me, 14 down uh, in the first quarter. That was unexpected. I didn't expect that. I was proper like, what? And in fact, I was to the point where I was getting a bit concerned. I've got to be honest with you. Um, and McCaffrey showing some great power. Uh, to get through the end zone. I mean, that man, he, he, he just looks like a unit, doesn't he? An absolute unit. I, I wouldn't like to come across McCaffrey on a dark night. He's, uh, he's a, he is a big unit and he can hit like a horse. And you could hear the mic was picking up the clattering of the helmets as yeah. well. It was yeah. just bonkers. Uh, and then <laughs> he went to 24-7. Yeah. And I was like, oh, was 24-7 at half time, Absolutely. Fella. I could not believe it. Um, and then Jennings making that one-handed catch. Yeah. That yeah. was brilliant as well. And uh, and then the Van Dory bounce off the face mask. Yeah, yeah. that was really really good. Uh, and then of course in the fourth it was the first lead uh, for the 49ers uh, And you know what? Brilliant game. Uh, it was just a, a great comeback. That would be my assessment. Loved it completely. And do you know what? Uniforms look great as well. They do. I mean the reds, the beautiful red and gold for the 49ers The white and blue. That's probably yeah. that's probably Detroit's best look of the season. That white and well the white and silver helmets. Um, it was a great, great game. Can I just ask a question? Did, I, did I actually sound as on you when I was talking about that? You, you, you sounded very good. <laughs> I don't you think you're much. probably giving me a lesson now to be succinct. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me, I don't do succinct, do no, I? You don't, no, you don't. No, no, no. but do you know what? It's just, just I mean, I'm, I'm just chuffed for the 49ers, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It was a really, really good game and one that one day I'd like to come back and watch again. Obviously, once you know the score, you, your heart rate's a little bit lower and yeah. you, can, you can really watch it without having the emotion. Obviously, being a 49er fan, I was very, very invested in the game. Um, I was panicking. Well, no, I wasn't panicking because... So I'll tell you what, Andy, our other friend, texted me and said, we are absolutely... You know yourself at half time, and I said actually, I, I actually genuinely, and even though I'm a pessimist, a bit like the Green Bay game, I genuinely thought the 49ers had it in them to come back. Yeah, they're not a team that come that do well coming from behind. They don't normally come back if you like because they're a team who like to play with the lead. They like to play yeah. from the front, yeah. and then when you play from the front, you can afford to hand off to McCaffrey every every two or three downs. Um, but I always felt they had it in them, and. Uh, I mean, it's really interesting the half to talk about what what went on at half time is really really interesting. So I'll come on to that, but let's 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 kick it off anyway. Brock Purdy's playing quarterback for the 49ers. He has started 25 games for the 49ers. He has 20 wins and only five losses. So generally, you know, Purdy's done a really really good job. But still, because he was the last pick in the draft a few years ago, still does not get the respect that he, that I think he deserves. So yeah, Detroit comes straight out of the box, seven nil up before you could barely sit down with. Your, with your drink and uh, warm yourself up. Um, Jameson Williams, 42-yard touchdown run. I mean, absolutely brilliant. Four plays, 75 yards. It was just absolute. Uh, and, and the 49ers' was, defence was still in the dressing room, in my opinion. Um, Debo got an early catch. His shoulder looked all right, so I was I was getting a bit worried. And knowing how you'd be if Debo was, was injured again, you wouldn't be very, very happy. Um, but the, the, the Detroit defence started really, really well. They were tipping passes, um, San Francisco had a field goal, a 48-yard field goal for a rookie kicker, Jake Moody. He misses it wide right, so it's still 7-0 to uh, Detroit. So Moody, has at this point, had missed three of his last four kicks as a, kick, as a kicker, starting to worry me. Um, oh, luckily, later on, he starts to put a few over, so that's good. Detroit moving the ball really, really easy, plenty of time to throw. Second and goal from the one, Montgomery, um, he basically... Goes over left guard in for a touchdown. Another impressive drive. 14-0. 
still the first quarter. Um, I mean, even Baltimore didn't do this on the 49ers earlier on the season. Baltimore beat the 49ers and beat them by two touchdowns, but they didn't look this good on offense. So it was really, really worrying. Um, Purdy comes out, throws to McCaffrey. McCaffrey breaks five tackles, gets down to the five-yard line. Two plays later, McCaffrey goes in for a touchdown. I'm thinking 14-7, that's a bit better, feels a bit easier. Um, and then that's McCaffrey's 24th touchdown this season. Wow. Most in team history. You're talking about 49ers <laughs> have won five Super Bowls. That's, you've done, they've had good running backs before. Yeah. Roger Craig is a great one. Um, Frank Gore's another good one. 24 touchdowns in the season. That's that's really impressive. Um, Bosa, the um, 49ers defensive back, he eventually starts getting to Goff, which I think is an important thing later on in the game. Um, and the next player, Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw gets in a massive hit. This is the 49er uh, linebacker, and he comes up looking like a drunken tramp. He could barely walk. I thought he was going to be out for a concussion. By all accounts, he said he'd had a stinger on his shoulder and he was in pain, came back out later on. Whether he really did have a concussion or not, I'm not too sure. Um, but anyway, uh, Goff then um, does a shovel pass to Jameer Gibbs for a 15-yard snaking run, goes in for a touchdown. There's 49ers missing tackles absolutely everywhere on this one. Um, really, really poor. This is this is the player that we're just seeing. Literally, could have been tackled about four times. There's one, there's two, there's three. I mean, he just it walks looks, in. It made, just made it look so easy. I know. He, he literally walks in. I mean, he's coming in from the, he's coming in from the 20-yard line here and just, yeah, way too easy. I mean... That's not Ravens tackles. That's 49ers tackling. Nowhere near as good as the Ravens. So that was that was disappointing to see that. Um, so a little bit towards the end of the second quarter, Detroit have a fourth and goal with only 10 seconds left. Now, normally, and you'll hear later on, Detroit gamble and go for it on fourth down. Instead, they kicked here and they went in at half time, 24-7. So, I mean, it, this is this is the kicker here, just a 21-yard field goal. So, basically, the 49ers are three scores behind. That doesn't look very good. Now, if, if I was a coach, I'd be saying to them, well, look, they've scored 24 points in this half. Why, why can't you go out there and score 24 points? Now, by all accounts, in the dressing room, there wasn't any big speeches. There wasn't any, you know, anybody shouting or anything like that. They basically, the coaches went over all the corrections, all the mistakes that they'd made. You know, some of that, that really bad tackling. Some of the tech tactics were wrong. So the 49ers were playing a defence called Cover 4. And what Cover 4 is, the zone defence. You have four men in the backfield and each of them get a quarter of the field to cover. Detroit were exploiting that all the time. They were actually putting more players in there than they could cover. Um, so they needed to make a change. And I, and I saw when they came out the second half, they were playing a bit more man defence. They were playing a bit of cover two. Um, they were doing a few safety blitzing. But the big thing that... So the game starts to change and it starts to change at half time. So again, I was watching the talking heads on the telly and I could hear a song going on in the background. And what was it? It was Don't Stop Believing by Journey, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I thought... Oh, they're playing the same song, but it actually didn't sound quite like the version that you hear. Did you know that it's the most downloaded song ever on Apple? Don't Stop Believing by Journey. It's And it's a very big anthem song, isn't it? Especially in American sports. Right, so so listen, right. So as a as a teenager, yeah. I was a big, big fan of Journey. I used to have my denim jacket on. I had my foreigner patch, my Journey patch, my Survivor patch, my REO Speedwagon patch. It's all there, <laughs> mate. And you know what? There's lots of people I see now who are similar age to me say, oh, Journey, don't stop believing. That was the anthem of my youth. Well, all I can tell you is when I used to go on the dance floor to dance to Journey, you were on your everybody own. else was off. <laughs> Was so all these people who say that was the that was the anthem of my youth, they're lying in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I've since watched Journey actually played live in the stadium. Would you believe they'd booked? They're a San Francisco band. Yeah. Although it's one of the originals and four fellas now. Yeah. Right, okay. So yeah, just, just the lead singer would imagine. No, no, the it? lead singer's got. He's moved on. Oh, Steve right, Perry. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah. he still sings, but no, it's a guy called Neil Shearn. Uh, he's still there, and there's a couple have been around for about 25, 30 years, but most of the, but the, the current lead singers. Oh, I don't. I yeah. don't like it when they do that at the end of the day if you you can't have a band um and just like one one member and still call yourself that band. i know it was it was like a journey cover well but it sounded perfect honestly yeah. so i've since watched the gig in the stadium and they only did three songs and you'll know any way you want it, yeah. that's the way so they did that and and the crowd were just like you know the 24 7 down the crowd were just sort of like potting around but suddenly don't stop believing comes on 
ev- everyone just stands up and mm. starts getting into it, and straight away they, they they totally got the crowd going. Now, whether the 49ers players heard any of this or even knew that song, because a lot of them are you know they're in the twenties and probably yeah. not from the culture who are going to like Journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. But for me, that was the start of what I think was the turnaround. Right, okay. So the 49ers come out for the second half. They start with the ball. Juwan Jennings was a beautiful one-handed catch. I think you you, you mentioned it in your yeah. wrap-up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so he basically uh, gets a great one-handed catch. They go down the field, but instead of scoring a touchdown, they only get a field goal. So there you go, 24-10. For, I've, I've written a note that the 49ers need to make some steps on defence here. They need to start doing it. And would you believe, almost straight away, Detroit have the ball on fourth and two on, on the 28-yard line, and they decide to go for it. Instead of kicking a field goal, which would have been three three scores up again, yeah. they decide to go for it, and they, they basically they fail on fourth and two. Um, so I've written a note, is the game turning? So straight away, Bert Purdy then throws a bomb to to to, to, uh, to Ayuk. And it hits, you've mentioned it, it hits the defender's mask, bounces up to Ayuk, he catches it. It looks like he's going in for a touchdown. It's actually only 51 yards. Um, he, he, he gets touched by the player while he's down. So San Francisco got first and goal on the, fi- the five-yard line. <clears throat> Two plays later, Purdy to Ayuk again for a touchdown. So at this point, it's Detroit 24, San Francisco 17. San Francisco are absolutely coming back. And then the game really does start to change. So Detroit have the ball. Um, they 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 basically first and f- f- um, first down. Gibbs comes out and fumbles, and um, Arik Armstead of the 49ers recovers. So the 49ers get the ball in Detroit territory. Um, a few players later, McCaffrey goes in. They, they 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 come out with a three tight ends on the field, which is a real monster package to all the big fellas on the field. Yeah. And McCaffrey just runs through for a touchdown, um, and it's 24 all. And at this point, I'm thinking, wow. 49ers have just scored 17 points in eight minutes. So they've literally turned the game back on its head. Beginning of the next fourth quarter, 33-yard field goal for the 49ers. It's 27-24. There's a couple of... There's a a terrible roughing roughing the passer penalty that should have been called on... um, uh, It should have been called on Detroit for a hit on Purdy while he's on the floor. He's literally... that, That penalty had been called all season and they didn't call it at all, the referees. Um... Detroit are trying to run wild on the San Francisco defence. They're running the ball quite a lot. Um, they get it again on a fourth and three. And again, a chance to go for a 48-yard field goal. They decide to go for it again, and they fail again. So it's 27-24 to 24 to 49ers. They get the ball. Next, go down the field. Christian McCaffrey gets a 26-yard run to the two-yard line. He is absolutely knackered at this point. He actually goes, says the coach, I need one playoff coach. Yeah. So they bring in Elijah Mitchell, who used to be their top running back. He's now a backup. He goes in for a three-yard run. It's now San Francisco 34-24. There's been 27 unanswered points. So there's three minutes left. Detroit have got three timeouts. Um, at this point, 49ers go into what I call prevent defence, which is we're not going to get beaten by a big player. Unfortunately, what that does mean is Detroit march the ball all the way down the field over the next two minutes and they go in for a touchdown. So it's 34-31. <coughs> I hope you're all keeping up with this, but it was one of them <laughs> games. So the 49ers, basically, Detroit make a really bad mistake. Just before they go in for a t- touchdown, they run the ball and they get stopped before the goal line, it means that the that the Detroit Lions have to call a timeout. And by calling one of their three timeouts there on offence, it means they have to recover the onside kick or they lose the game. So they come for the onside kick. So it's 34-31. Detroit do that little dribble or a kick over 10 yards. Yeah. Um, it basically it goes all the way to George Kittle, the 49ers player, who picks the ball up. The rest is absolute history. The 49ers win the game and... Uh, so the, what, did, what, did, what song did they play at the end when they come off? Could it be... Uh, now, you've got me... You've flummoxed me because could it be Don't Stop Believing? It very much could be, So fella. it could have been... It could have been this. <laughs> we had it all ready for you, Lucky. But here's, here's the thing then. So that that this is obviously Journey Don't Stop Believing. Uh, but then you've also got Now to Throw in the Mix. This... So I mean, what's going to be the song? What's going unless you're doing the red and gold for the beginning, and you're doing the old um, 
journey at the end. I don't know. I don't know. There you go. I think what was interesting now, going back to the halftime <coughs> show. So I listened to the to, to singer singing, and you know, one of the actual words is um, "just a city boy born and raised in South Detroit." Yes. He changed the words. Just a city boy born and raised in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, hey, listen to that, hey, Simon Cowell. Look Simon at that. I know. I'll be on. I'll be on American Idol next week. <laughs> <laughs> so Purdy's the third youngest quarterback to get to the Super Bowl. Mahomes has definitely been there, and he's younger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the 49ers basically made a lot of adjustments from that first half. I think most of the players said we couldn't have played much worse in that first half. Certainly on defence, they couldn't have played much worse. And they came out the second half, so in their defence only only conceded seven points, stopped them twice on fourth down, yeah. got a fumble and a, and a, and a recovery. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, the 49ers were the best team over the over the whole game. Yeah. Uh, Detroit will be kicking themselves, though, because Detroit had the 49ers by the neck. Probably, if they'd have kicked them two field goals on fourth down, it's easy to second-guess them now, but if they'd have kicked those field goals, I think it probably could have been a different result. Could have been maybe a three-point Detroit win, but, uh, yeah, 49ers are going to Super Bowl and they're going to play Kansas City Chiefs. Is, that, is, is this the last time we could mention... Playoffs? No, because the Super Bowl's the playoffs. You were a bit hard. No, they don't. <laughs> Baldy and the big fella. Talking everything NFL. It is uh, Baldy and the big fella. I am the big fella, and I am sat to the left of the bald fella. If you do want to get in touch, uh, please do so. Baldy and the big fella. Uh, Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com. That is the email. You can do it via the socials as well if you want to do that. Followers will follow you back. Uh, it is Baldy and TBF, and that's across all the platforms. Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter. Right, what have we got next? Oh, actually, I'm going to need my trusty book soon, Anna. You keep talking. I'm gonna go and find this book. Well, the as obviously the so the Super Bowl is gonna be played in two weeks' time. It's gonna be played in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Silver and Black. And um so the first thing was what we normally do is who's gonna wear their coloured shirt, the home Ooh, team. Okay. And who's gonna wear their white shirt. So if you had a shirt alert and you had to pick, so you've got the 49ers with their red shirts and gold helmets. Yeah. Against the Kansas City Chiefs with their white shirts and red helmets. That's one combination. Yeah. The other combination, the Kansas City Chiefs with their red shirts and red helmet, the 49ers with their white shirts and gold helmet. Which which oh. combination do you want, fella? Oh dear me. I'd probably go for the second one, you know. With 49ers in white. White and red, yeah. Correct Amundo. They tossed yeah. a coin and I don't know whether you whether oh, if no, you're winning. Is, right, anyway, been... yeah, so the 49ers are wearing white. Right, okay. okay. That's what you said, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. So 49ers have said wearing white, the Kansas City Chiefs are wearing red. So the good thing is, apparently the white team, the white shirted teams are on a bit of a roll in the, in yeah. the Super Bowl. They've won mo- most of the, of the previous games. I haven't looked at the stat. I thought, you've had enough stats in this game, fella. <laughs> but, <laughs> is, um, that, that's, that, that, is that my quiz question you've asked me then or not? Well, you can have it if you no, want. It's it's a right, correct answer. Enough, enough, um, right. But the other thing is, so for, as a... If you put my other hat on, my Raiders hat on. Good grief, he's got a load of hats, by the way. This is the worst combination for a Raiders fan. So Raiders' right, biggest on. rivals are the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And they used to play in the Bay Area. They used to be Auckland Raiders. And their biggest riders, um, their, their biggest um, rivals from a location point of view was the San Francisco 49ers, the other side mm. of the Bay. So as a Raiders fan, who do you think the Raiders are going to want? Do you think they'd want their ex Location rivals or their divisional oh, rivals to win. Oh, surely they must have to go for the 49ers. So I would say, with my other hat on, my Raiders <laughs> hat on, I would say, well, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I would say, I think 82% in a poll, 82% of Raiders fans wanted the 49ers and 18% of Raiders fans are not Raiders fans, in my opinion, because you cannot shout for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Coolio, um, Anyway, mate, um, so you know I've been trying to apply for Super Bowl tickets, fella. Yes. I mean, I've applied for about... Five or six Super Bowl things. So yeah, uh, I have to ask you a question, fella. Oh, you're going to surprise me. Well, have you got them? Let's have well, a look. Where are they? Show me them. Show me them. Show me them. What are you doing the week after next? Oh, do you want your bins putting out? Oh, he's <laughs> took my joke. Was that it? That was my joke. <laughs> so my missus says, you'll oh. never be able to pull this off. And I says, oh, never kidder kidder. Oh. Is, that the ga- is, it, is that a gag? You were just going to... You've ruined my night. <laughs> Gag? Will you put my bins out? <laughs> Sorry. It's an old one regarding the lottery, you dingbat. It's an old one, but it's still the old ones are the best. But Bob Munkhouse is one of the greatest comedians of all time. <laughs> Would you put your bins out? 
Listen, we're going to have to do the uh, quiz because, um, yeah, we, we, I think we're going to run out of time soon. <laughs> Come on then, fella. <laughs> so, go on then, let's... Um, um, I have 49 for the 49ers. 49 for the 49 for the 49ers. Okay, here we go then. Um, 49 for the 49ers. Oh, are we? Good grief. Where are we? Where are we? I'm getting one. Ah, here we go. Um, and you've got numbers 111 to 120. 111 is a cricket number. Cricket. Okay. When were the Carolina Panthers founded? Ooh. Now, if you need a multiple choice, there is a multiple choice. I'm going to go with 1994. 1994. Come on, you have to tell us you're going 4-3. Three. three. It's correct! Oh! Well done. Well done. Same year as the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, fella. Do you go want on. me to just pick one for you? Or? Yeah, go on. Just pick well, me one. Um, ooh, um, what is the name of the yellow towel that the Steelers fans wave at their games? I've got one in me. I've got one at home. Not that I'm a Steelers fan. I just decided to buy one. I'll give you a multiple guess, right? So it's the name of the yellow towel that Steelers fans <clears throat> wave at games. Go is on. it A, the terrible towel? Is it B, the Steelers towel? Or is it C, the winner's towel. I will probably say um I will probably say it's the first one. The terrible towel. Correct him under you're on a roll, you Do you know what it is? No, you, you, you can just see it's, it's kind of like a people do that to submit, don't they, or to yeah, yeah. a white towel and everything. Yeah, so the well, Do you know what we didn't cover this, but a couple of so when the Jags played the Steelers in Pittsburgh, yeah. the Jaggy was won. And while they were running off the pitch, a couple of the Jaggers players grabbed a towel. And ran on the pitch waving the terrible towel, and it didn't go down very, very well. No. So when the Jags played in the last game of the season, when they had to beat Tennessee and they didn't, they were the game meant something to Pittsburgh because if the Jags lost, Pittsburgh got in. Yeah. There were Pittsburgh Steelers in the stadium in Tennessee waving their terrible towel. Uh, Football gods, what comes around goes, goes around. Baldy and the big fella talking everything NFL. It is uh, Baldy and the big fella. Do you know what the bonkers thing is? Um, is that we've got no predictions to do for next week. Have we got anything to do for next week? Not really, unless you want to predict on ice hockey or basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say something? There's some homework or something for next oh, week. Oh, there, there. Come so, on, thank you, sir. I'll keep you up. So, as you been a been a, a superstar DJ, yes. Um, and one of my, you know, one of our favourite things to watch is the halftime show at the yes. Super Bowl. It's Usher this year. So. Yeah. Your and my homework is to watch some of these old halftime shows. I mean, I've seen them all before, first yeah, time round. Yeah. And come back next week or next week's podcast to say what were the best halftime shows that you've seen. Okay, then, fair enough. I think we can do that. Right, so, uh, and also, if you've got a favourite halftime show, I don't think we can mention last um, the, the one that we love, can we? SoFi Stadium with uh, Dr. Just Dre Snoop and, and Snoop no, Dogg. They and are not M&M. allowed because they are, that is just the greatest of all time. It was amazing. So, yes, if you want to let us know your favourite halftime show, please get in touch. Baldy and TBF at Outlook.com. That is the email address, uh, and we'll really look forward to hearing from you. Right, so there we go. That was number 18 wrapped up. And finished, I'm going to ask my ball fella, uh, situated to my right, to think of the name, the 18th. Uh, and uh, we'll crack on. So, coming hey. Of, coming of age. Coming of age, yeah, there you go. Next week, then, we will be back for another Baldy and the Big Fella. Have yourself a great week. Take care, my friend. It was a blast, fella. <laughs> <laughs>